Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about mentoring and mentors. Tracy was a captivating coaching client. Blessed with a crackling intellect, she devoured knowledge, jumping into every topic with passion. One day, I mentioned mentoring. The instant she heard the word, she gave a little snort. Mentoring has never been my thing, she said, but I'm great at networking. Hmm, what's the difference, I asked. She thought a second and then said, For me, networking has two parts. One is putting yourself out there, going to events, taking people to coffee, not letting your work get you stuck in your office. Networking happens all the time, everywhere. She went on. The second part is maintaining your network. Like this group of colleagues I've stayed in touch with. They're all over the globe now, but I bounce ideas off them all the time. They're my brain trust, and I work hard to stay connected to them. And then she gave a little sneer. But a mentor... A mentor is just someone who's going to teach me something. Now, I'm not saying I don't need teachers, but when I want to learn something, I know where to go. I don't need a mentor for that. I replied, your definition of networking and mine are exactly the same, and networking is important. I even wrote a coaching tip about it. But boy, my definition of mentoring is way different from yours. How, she asked. I admired Tracy's ability to flip from defending her position to inquiring about mine. Here she had done it again, and her interest was genuine. I said, a good mentor goes beyond someone just teaching you something. Off the top of my head, I can think of two reasons why. First, really powerful mentoring is a structured relationship. And second, the relationship is sustained over time. She said, define a structured relationship. It's a relationship with a purpose, I answered. It has goals attached to it. She screwed up her face in distaste. Sounds more like a transaction than a relationship. Well, I said, the quid pro quo is transparent. You tell your mentor your goals, and if she isn't interested or can't add value, then she's not the right mentor for that goal. The cool thing is you, the mentee, get to decide the goal. But both people should have goals, the mentee and the mentor, too. I want to hear about the mentor's goals, she said, holding up a wait-a-minute finger. But first, talk more about the mentee's goals. What sort of goals are we talking about? Well, for example, I asked one of my mentors to mentor me on business acumen. I asked another about assessments, and one mentored me just to be a better coach. These were your own mentors, she asked? Oh, yeah. I've always had mentors. My mentors have allowed me to live the life I've lived. How so, she asked. Well, I've never had a real job, I said, putting air quotes around the word. I was an actor for over 20 years. Now for over 20 years, I've led essential communications. I couldn't have sustained either career without mentors. So, she asked, you found mentors on things like business acumen and you just asked for help? I nodded. I was motivated. I had to make a living. She paused and then said, I'm trying to think what a goal of mine might be. Well, what have your development areas been for the last three or four years, I asked. Oh, you know those, Tom. Be more approachable and stop sounding like a machine gun, she said, putting up air quotes of her own. Well, you could get mentored on those, I said. 
From whom? Not Peter, that's for sure, she said, referencing her boss. Tracy, you have a big network. You must know leaders who have great people skills. What, so I'd reach out to them and say, Hey, I've really gotten dinged the last few years on my people skills. How'd you like to mentor me on that? I laughed. Well, you might give it a positive spin, like, I hear you're fantastic with people. I'd really like to learn what you know. She nodded, able to imagine that. Can you name some other goals, she asked. Well, you might get mentoring from someone who's a particularly good political player, or from someone whose career looks good to you so you can do career planning. I saw her get an idea. There's a woman in the industry who's much more senior than I am, she said. But eight or nine years ago, she had a job almost exactly like mine. I'd love to talk with her. Well, perfect. So how would you go about that? I'm sure I can wrangle an introduction, and then, I don't know, I'd take her to lunch. And then, I asked. She stopped, stumped. I actually haven't a clue where I'd go after that. Well, this is where you get to the longevity piece, I said. There's real value when someone can track you over time. Like with the coaching, she said. Exactly, I agreed. You would tell her your goal and then ask for regular meetings. Regular, she said, meaning how often? I'd say at least three or four times a year. More might be better, but you would figure that out together. And how do I prepare for these regular meetings? Just focus on my goal? Yeah, at least in the beginning, I said. Especially if your mentor doesn't know you. You want to show her you're serious and you aren't going to waste her time. Wasting time wouldn't be a problem with her. I could come up with a list of topics that would last us a long time, Tracy said. Well, good. You should have a list. That's part of being prepared. Building on that idea, I said, Turn it around for a second, Tracy. Suppose someone said she wanted you to be her mentor, and then she showed up in your office and sat down and said, Okay, I'm here. Mentor me as if you were responsible for her development. I get it, Tracy said. Don't show up without clear goals. Okay, I won't make that mistake. She moved on to another thought. It's funny to think of myself in the role of learner. I I'm more used to being the person who gets stuff done. Well, that's another benefit, I agreed. When I'm with my mentor, I get to become a learner again. It always makes me a better coach. Tracy added her own idea. We aren't asked to be learners very much around here. That is definitely not what we get paid for. But I can see it would help keep me well-rounded. She looked at me and then asked, What do you think about the fact that this woman is from another company? It sounds fine. Why not? And then, arguing the other side, she continued, But I could see the value of an in-house mentor, too, especially if she understood what I do and knew the players. I agree, I said. There's a lot to be said for that, too. Of course, you would have to trust that you can speak openly. Yep, she agreed. And then, it's funny, I keep picturing my mentors as women. Is that important? I usually recommend same-sex mentors, I said, especially for women. But sometimes the person's role is more important than their gender. And sometimes, when a woman has a senior man as her champion, it can do a lot of good for her. She said, Earlier, you mentioned that mentors should have goals, too. What would those look like? Well, Tracy, why would you mentor someone? Here you are as a vice president in this gigantic company. What would be in it for you? It didn't take her long to answer. 
It would be interesting to explain my perspective on things. This summer, I was at a family reunion and explaining what I do to a cousin of mine. It, it wasn't easy. But talking about my work to someone who didn't understand it was really helpful. I said, I have had the exact same experience. Teaching something that has become intuitive to me really gives me perspective. Exactly, she agreed. I went on, that is why I encourage even junior people to become mentors. It helps them see how far they've come and how much they know. She said, now that is an interesting idea. I could encourage my direct reports to start mentoring. Well, of course, I'd have to be doing it myself, she said with a laugh. Here's another benefit I offered. When one of my mentees needs something, it's a great opportunity for me to reach out to my network and ask them to help. Like you said, it keeps my network alive. Oh, I like that, she said. And asking them to help my mentee is different from asking for something for myself. And I'm putting them in the role of mentor. That is good. It's a little Machiavellian, but it's good. Wait, why Machiavellian, I asked. Well, because in the guise of doing good, I'm playing politics. Oh, I don't think it's Machiavellian, I said. There's no loser. Everyone wins. Okay, she said. So being a mentor would give me some perspective, and I'd help someone and maybe help myself. You will definitely help yourself, I said. When I mentor people, I always learn something. Okay, so I need to set goals, then find someone to mentor me on those goals, then have regular meetings. And I need to find someone I'm going to mentor, too. She took a big breath, as if she had just set herself a high bar. Tracy, trust me, it's a good thing. What I didn't say, but believed deeply, was that mentoring is another path that leads to the look and sound of leadership. During this episode, I referred to two other episodes. One was about networking. Many longtime listeners have heard that episode and reached out to me asking me for the material that supports networking. If you haven't heard the episode about networking, you might like it. Give it a listen. The other topic I mentioned is about playing good politics. That's covered in a coaching tip called I Hate Politics, and it also has material that supports it. Those two episodes and the entire archive of the Executive Coaching Tips are always available to you for free on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. Just click the navigation button called Coaching Tips. Once you're in the archive, there are lots of ways to search for past episodes, including sorting by categories, and one of those categories is assertiveness. There are more than 40 episodes in that category to help you develop appropriate assertiveness skills. Or you can search for topics that interest you by using the search function. Once you're on the site, you can read the tips there, or you can download them as PDFs to save for yourself or forward to others. More and more podcast listeners are also subscribing to the HTML email version. If you'd like to get the email version, when you're on the website, just hit the subscribe button. It's on every page. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to add you to the email list. If, on the other hand, you're a diehard podcast person, you can find every episode on the Essential Communications website, and you can also find them on iTunes or Stitcher. Just search for the look and sound of leadership. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.